Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 11 to 1 show. I don't know what the world is coming to at all, but kids are missing out on fantastic games like Conker's. Or, you know, playing in a tree swing. This according to a new survey. I'm going to be giving you the details of that right after Jerry Rafferty. Here he is, Baker Street and 11 to 1. There's Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street, opening the show. Sinead Brazel here with you. I hope you're keeping well. 86 658 if you'd like to get in touch. Rose of Trelite Night 1 saw harp playing tattoos, Irish heritage and handcuffs. Yeah, were you watching it last night? It was a bit of crack, wasn't it? It was a bit of crack and uh, we had everything from firefighters on the stage to, yeah, a very special flute being transferred into the studio via handcuffs, which was weird. What I loved though as well, I love hearing stories like this, but um, Cork Rose, Kate Shocknessy, her parents met at the festival 40 years ago. I mean, isn't that just, that's the sort of thing that I love. I love this kind of stuff. And uh, they opened the show uh, with the, with her proud parents and of course it was just fantastic to see stuff like that but we were all glued to the screens as Meath Rose Lane Galvin came out and oh like first of all can we talk about the Guna stunning she floated onto the stage like Cinderella absolutely gorgeous and I'm not sure where the dress is from but I know that the headband is uh, a local fantastic uh, lady uh, Sarah Ann Designs um, absolutely brilliant so th- great to see her supporting local in that way as well but she just was like something out of a Disney movie she really was and she did the Royal County Pride last night she really really did I'm hoping I've everything crossed for her you know look we'll see we are a bit biased here aren't we but uh, she was great and no matter what she has done us all prayed in the northeast. She was absolutely brilliant. But um it was a really good night and I have to say I'm loving Catherine Thomas joining in the mix with Dahi. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. The two of them bounced off each other really well. They had a really great chemistry on the stage. So that I'm loving and I'm loving that she's part of it this year. But look we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see now what happens. Uh, but yeah memorable moments um include the likes of uh, an Irish dance to shipping up to Boston. I mean fantastic. Love that. Uh, also we've had the flute as I mentioned which was brought in via handcuffs very very expensive flute uh, Dahi O'Shea donning the fire brigade gear loving that as well absolutely fantastic but there you go it was good old crack good old Irish crack that's what we want on the television uh, with the Rose of Chile um, but look we'll have to wait and see what happens tonight absolutely um, now 
More TV news for you later on in the show because a certain writer of a fantastic series that was on Channel 4 that we all loved, set in Derry. Well, the writer of that series is back in our lives with another new series as well. And also there's a rom-com that's headed for Belfast as well. Details of that on the way for you. Uh, But another thing that raised alarm with me this morning, I spotted this. And I have to say, I'm just going, what is going on with with kids nowadays? But apparently, traditional outdoor activities are becoming less popular with our kids. So we we know that they're sort of glued to the screens. They love their tablets. They love their phones. They love their games. We, We know all of that. But I had no idea that there is one in four kids out there that have never played Conkers. One in four kids never played Conkers. One in five kids have never flown a kite. What? That's crazy. This is research, by the way, by Global Myopia Awareness Coalition. Uh, They report many children haven't had the chance to try outdoor activities, including burying a time capsule, swimming in a lake or playing on a tree swing. And uh, they say that this group is spending more time they say spending, sorry, more time outdoors will reduce the risk of children developing short-sightedness. So being in the outdoors and soaking up the fresh air as well, we all know the benefits of that. But when you hear things like they've never played on a, on a tree swing, I mean, that was a thing. You know, you find an old tyre, you know exactly what was going on with that. Dad, get that into a tree for me. We're going to have hours of fun swinging around on this. Or it didn't even have to be a tyre. You know, like tiny bits of wood, like the the smallest little planks that you'd like squeeze your little bums onto, onto trees and swinging away there for to your heart's content. I, I mean, I did see stuff like that, actually. If you go for a walk in Townley Hall uh, here in the, in the local area, you will see... Um, attempts at making uh, swings in trees which I do think is good now you know obviously safety first people and all of that but like when I think of some of the stuff that we used to do back in the day there was a great spot in Towney Hall actually it was kind of like it had um, it was like a sort of a ramp I suppose that was sort of built in I don't know if it was like bikers that maybe had developed this ramp or whatever but you could swing over this thing and yeah your heart would be in your mouth and in your stomach it really would swinging across stuff like this but this is part Part of childhood, you know, making tree swings and playing conquers with your friends and wrapping the knuckles off yourself or, you know, why does all our, our play actually involve a lot of injuries when I think about it actually? But, you know, things like this, not flying a kite. Oh, there's something wrong there. There's something wrong. One in five, not flying a kite. I don't know. We got to get on this. We got to get on this. Did you do this sort of stuff when you were a kid? Did you make tree swings when you were a kid? If you did, what memories have you got of it? Let me know. What other sort of outdoor games did you play as well as kids that don't get played much anymore? I mean, we had hours of just skipping rope, you know, like you'd have the long rope and one person would hold one side, one person would be the other side and all your friends would jump in and out. Jump the Mississippi if you miss the loop you're out you're in. This kind of crack. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And the only downside of that was you just hated being the one that had to hold the skipping rope, didn't you? There was always arguments over that as well. But all good sort of outdoor activity. Crack, you know? Like when I think back to summer holidays back in the day, I'd quit the door. Yo, God, I'd be gone early morning. And you'd only come back for mealtimes, wouldn't you? Not anymore. Not anymore. But anyway, let me know. Traditional games like that. Did you swing in a tree swing that you made, which was a bit dodgy, but everyone loved it? Did you play conkers as a kid? Did you fly a kite as a kid? Well, one in five kids aren't playing with kites now. Let me know. 086 1800 658.
There's Adele with Hello and LMFM's 11 to 1, getting some messages in about games that we used to play, like swinging in a tree as a kid. The fact that kids are not doing this now, we're going to get to them. Plus, I have music from Keen Duck Row on the way for you and a little bit of TV news. The 11 to 1 show. Great memories of tree swings. We had so much fun swinging over branches of a huge oak in a field down the road from our house. Your ma- your bum wouldn't be sore because you'd have an old cushion that the mother gave you. Says Julie. Oh, that was clever. That was very clever. Uh, hours playing Conquers, Sinead as well, at lunchtime at school. It was a popular pastime. You'd spend ages looking for the right ones. Not too big uh, was the key to this. Oh, I thought the bigger the Conquer, the better. But we, I never really played a huge amount of Conquers now. We're talking about this because one in five of our children have not flown a kite and one in four have not played Conquers and these traditional outdoor activities are becoming less popular with kids. James says, the problem, Sinead, is that every uh, nine out of every ten shops don't sell kites. Listen, James, you don't need to buy a kite is the thing, right? Now, look, this was before the bag for life, I'm going to say. But, you know, like the old plastic bags, right? I remember, I remember when we came in and said we were bored once to my mother, which was something you just did not do. She gave, took out one of these bags, actually two of them that she had there and uh, a little bit of string, tied it onto the handle of the bag. And it happened to be a particularly, you know, windy day. And she said, there you go. There's kites. Out you go. I'm playing with them kites. So you're running around the garden with plastic bags on strings, James. We did not need shops to buy the kites, you know what I mean? Imagination, creativity from the mother as well. Uh, so she can have another few minutes peace from us, annoying her. But there you go. Yeah, keep those coming in. 86 658 Row, no doubt, getting ready for Electric Picnic 2023. Running from Friday the 1st until Sunday the 7th, or the 3rd, sorry, of September. Not sure what night Keenduck Row is going to be playing, but look, Electric picnic.ie that is where you'll find all of the information about the festival now look at if you've missed out right on tickets to the biggest festival of the year don't worry Sounds of the Summer is still streaming right on LMFM so we are extending Sounds of the Summer the biggest tunes from your favourite festival stars you can find out and now by going to our app or on lmfm.ie and the Sounds of the Summer is in with support by Kildare Village extraordinary designers extraordinary experiences and extraordinary prices and you can find it all at Kildare Village the possibilities are endless so Sounds of the Summer chill vibes only okay stream at lmfm.ie and uh, yeah, look, it's, I'm hoping it's not going to be a washout for you, you know, at the electric picnic because it's kind of dodgy every year, isn't it? The, the weather. But look, people get involved. They just get involved no matter what the weather is there. Absolutely. Uh, now we're going to take, uh, oh no, we're going to go to some music first. And then after that, we are talking to Baz Black. There's Westlife Fool again. I'm sitting across from a man that has no more room on his mantelpiece, OK? He has way too many awards and justifiably so because I just have watched this guy's career from the start and it's just going from strength to strength. Baz Black is back in studio with me and his first feature-length film is headed for cinemas. We're going to chat to him next. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. Oh, 
Instagram. He's just back from picking up more awards at the South Coast Film Festival in Hastings. Drada filmmaker Baz Black, he's on a high. His feature-length debut film, D- Dublin Crust, is having its premiere in Drogheda's brand new Omniplex cinema next week. Now, this film has been described as train spotting, meets the commitments and had a love child with the full Monty. And that's a way better description than I will ever give it. You'll laugh out loud, you'll cry. There's some tender moments in there. And most of all, you will want to start a band with your friends. Uh, Dublin Crust ultimately is about friendship, loyalty and the love of music and I'm delighted to have writer, director, actor, producer he's done everything on this film Baz Black he is in the studio how are you getting on? All good yeah jack of all trades master of none but uh, yeah pleasure to be back Pleasure to be back is right and uh, you're wrecked because you've just been across the, the, the water picking up some awards tell us about the say Coast Festival Yeah so um, we just flew in this morning at 3am very rock and roll but uh, yeah the South Coast uh, Film Festival which is quite a prestigious one held in Hastings um, and it was great because I had two shorts in there previously um, that we'd won awards for um, and they really followed the career paths of filmmakers. So to bring the feature film over there, uh, it was amazing. And there was loads of uh, Americans there who were at it and there was actually some producers. So now there's doors open for that. Fantastic. There was talk. So that's what happens at these kind of festivals. Um, but yeah, it, so it ended up winning Best Feature Film, which was Class. amazing. And then uh, Emma Ray, who's the producer and editor of Dublin Crust for her own directorial debut, uh, Missing You, short film. She won Best European Short. So it was a double celebration. Double celebration for the company, double celebration for you personally, because Emma's obviously your wife as well. Yeah. Uh, and I have to, I can't wait to see this. You've sent me the, the link for Emma's as well. And I'm just, I'm in love with noir, diners, all this kind of stuff. And she has this gorgeous movie that's that's uh, a short that's her directorial and writer de- debut as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. And um, she made all the costumes, you know, the 1950s and the set design. And we had an amazing American diner location. So it's very authentic. And she was very particular about that. Um, but you can actually see her storyboards that she drew because she is an artist primarily to what we shot. And it just mimics it, you know, which oh, exactly. is amazing to see. Yeah, Oh, yeah. fantastic. Because I often wonder about that because how much of it is in your head uh, the, uh, and then on the page? And then how much do you change when you're actually on the, the film set? Yeah, I mean, you have to be open to adapt to change in independent filmmaking, you know. But uh, Emma was very clear about the image and... And the actors and how it was going to look and because she's so visually artistic she was very particular about that but she does storyboards for all our movies you know so I try and explain what's in my crazy head <laughs> to her and she tries to draw and then I'm like no that's not it no but um, you know storyboards are an amazing template to have with you um, because it's so hectic on set and especially when you're working under tight budget constraints to follow a plan like that always does help but then be open to adapting to change. Which, well that's yeah. that's it. Now you're no stranger to film sets whether it's your own films or obviously acting as well but what is it like day one feature length debut and you're walking on set are you going oh or are you in the zone are you grand? Yeah I mean it is terrifying um, I think the build up is worse to be honest yeah. you know because you, you're going through all the doubts and all that and then you just go into robot mode when you're there you know what you need to get done and you know it's going to be stressful and hectic and you know filmmaking is primarily about people management as well you know yeah. crew, actors all that kind of stuff so being able to deal with so many different personalities and adapting to that um, and that's I love working with uh, actor directors or director actors you know um, because they empathise with they know the story they know the story yeah. and they know with you you know and it's different than working with someone who's just a director and 
and they don't realise how fragile actors' feelings can be and stuff, you know. <laughs> We're very fragile people. Look after the talent people. Look after <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talent, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just go into mode. and it, But it is difficult then when when you're also in it like I was in Dublin Crust and then you're directing at the same time. Yes, um, another challenge. compartmentalise yeah. your brain uh, of all these things. But that's what you need to trust your crew. And once you hire the right people, and you put the trust in them, then it all works yeah. like clockwork. It all yeah. comes together. Yeah. So where did the, because you're a musician as well, I should say, you know, they're like, like, why don't you just be multi-talented, Baz? <laughs> so what came first? Was it the music and or, or the film? And then where did the idea to marry the two talents together come from? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm a drummer, so a lot of people would say I'm not a musician. Well, listen, but <laughs> now, my husband's a drummer, so, you know, don't diss the drummers. Don't you diss have, the drummer, yeah. You have yeah. the hard time as well, looking yeah. all that equipment around with you. Oh, yeah. that's the worst, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we all know bass players are the worst, but, you know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, they say write about what you know, so yeah. this film was about my experience playing in punk bands all my life. One band in particular who I was with for eight years, Mongo Horn, and Eddie, the singer of that band, and Andy, they played themselves in the movie, so I wrote it with their voice so it was very organic and authentic and I was saving this for the feature film because it's my world Um, and it does bug me when I see movies and you know that they're not really musicians and you know that somebody's writing it about bands Well this is what I was going to ask you how important was it to get musicians or actors who really could convincingly play because let's be honest I actually... (laughs) I found out very recently that Aaron Monaghan, who was in Banshees as the fiddle player, hadn't a clue how to play oh. the fiddle <laughs> and performed extremely well in that. So, you know, is is it about kind of, as you say, having the authentic musician or being very convincing? Definitely, yeah. And that's why, you know, um, I cast Joe Rooney as the bass player, course, Terrence, yeah, yeah. because he was with Guernica, who were like, anybody remembers, they were really famous in the 80s, you know. So he's primarily a guitarist and I, I stuck him on ba- bass, but he, he was kind of a bit disgruntled about. Yeah. But um, anybody that's seen the film, you know, the authenticity of the band and when we're around as a band, because we are all musicians and it's very authentic. And when we're playing, you know that we're actually playing and there is close ups of playing the chords, and, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like um, so that was really, really important to me as as a musician and as a filmmaker and then for the audience as well to believe it and for the authenticity to come out in it. Yeah. Plus, as you say, you can get those great shots of the playing and everything. Yeah, That's yeah. It, you don't have to hide anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You don't have to, to, to fluff it. So give us the plot. OK, you play the drummer Bonehead and let's just say he's starting hopefully a new chapter in his life when we <laughs> meet him at the start of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Again, the important thing about this movie from the very start is you don't need to like punk music. No, you know, no. it's a character study. You know, if you like movies like The Full Monty or Commitments mm. or any Shane Meadows, This Is England, it's about these characters' lives and it's about redemption. And so, yeah, I play Bonehead, the drummer, and I come out of prison after five years. It was my fault that the band broke up in the first place. And I go about reforming the band for one last reunion show. And the the singer, Eddie, he's completely reluctant because he hates me because it was my fault that it, it broke up. Um, it shows why I end up in prison. Uh, yeah. I won't spoil it. Um, and there is, you know, drug addiction there. Um, so it's about the redemption of Bonehead trying to get the band back together. And it visits the band's lives 10 years after the band had broken up. And it's art imitating life because it's 10 years since the real band I was in with those guys oh, broke up. Amazing. So um, the okay, fact that we, yeah, 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 full circle, we got it to go into the studio. We wrote two original songs that the band play. So we were back recording 10 years later, just like in the movie. So that was amazing. 
Um, okay, so can I just stop you one yeah. second there? Because the songs are brilliant. This is what you want in a movie like, say, something like The Commitments or a music driven narrative is you want these sort of memorable songs. So these are songs that you guys wrote. Yeah, Amazing. so yeah, the two songs yeah, um, we wrote originally and we went in and recorded. And we actually just shot a music video for All This Gold, which is the, the main song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the great thing was, uh, I, you know, we wanted to write a song that had a hook and a melody mm. um, so it's not like angry shouty punk it has like no, you know, no, it's quite it's, m- melodic you it know? is very melodic um, yeah. and when I said that to Eddie he nearly killed me he's like what's melody you know he's a proper punk no but he <laughs> nailed it um, and you know with the video and it was amazing when we were walking through the set um, because the crew had been hearing the song so many times I'd hear people like singing it you yeah. know I'm like okay I've got it it's an earworm it's stuck oh, in it's your totally head you know? yeah. yeah. and then all the other songs that are on the soundtrack and again everybody has commented on how good the music are they're all independent amazing Irish bands Brilliant. you know um, and Killian Fitzgerald who's won BAFTAs and IFTAs he did the sound mix and afterwards he was like Baz how did you get these bands and how much did you pay for them and I was like what do you mean and he's like oh they're massive like American bands and I was like no man these are bands I've toured with they're mm. my friends so the fact that I'm like I can highlight them and bring them and everybody's like who are these guys and they're, the Spotify soundtrack has gone through the roof you oh, know fantastic so yeah the video now uh, should be coming out in the next week or two for the All This Gold oh that's uh, brilliant and I, I love when that happens when you have a music video alongside the actual film in. as well yeah, to yeah. tie in and not a, only is it a great marketing thing you know let's be honest but it is it's fantastic to see that it really is and, and great to see that the bands that you say you've toured with have, have come on board and supported you now not to spoil too much right but I do have to ask because I'm absolute geek with regards to this stuff tell me about the amazing amazing bar brawl scene right because <laughs> this is so well choreographed and it's proper bar brawl how much of a headache was that to shoot or was that actually fun and how much of it is choreographed and was there a stunt double or anything in there um, no stunt doubles but we did have Red Rhino uh, kickboxing club down as uh, choreographers for it um, and you know myself Eddie and Andy are all martial artists so, okay. you know, so between us all and we were able to, you know, uh, bring something together. But I, I do love it because it's on um, a massive tracking shot. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's shot in slow motion as it pans across. And uh, there's the, the mayhem of the fighting, but there's also the comedy aspect of it. And um, so it was fun to shoot, but we were under such time constraints, yeah. you know, to get it done. And there is loads more stuff I would have loved to have got done. But look, nobody got killed. Yeah. <laughs> so you know and it, it looks great it's one of my favourite scenes in the movie definitely. Yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah. definitely has that comedy aspect of it as well you will be laughing out loud at this you really really well uh, so the film is going to be uh, opening now in the new Omniplex here in Drogheda which is fantastic news next week yeah it's amazing yeah so um, we're having an advanced screening on the 30th of August which sold out in two minutes oh, <laughs> so amazing that's, gone. that's class um, and we have lovely yourself uh, oh, listen, hosting I, the Q&A I, I show up everywhere <laughs> there's movies I love to do it and I'm delighted to do that yeah no, it's an absolute pleasure to have you yeah so we'll be, we'll be doing a Q&A and we're going to try and roll out as many Q&As in as many locations as mm. we possibly can and um, so it releases then on the 1st of September uh, in Omniplex cinemas and the tickets went on sale yesterday okay and um, just to point out the draw the scotch hall one because it's brand spanking new yes and um, the system 
isn't live yet but okay. it will be in the next day or two I spoke to them this morning because uh, there was loads of people messaging yesterday trying to book tickets which is incredible um, so yeah they all went on sale yesterday and we're doing a Q&A in Dundalk on the first night at the 10 to 9 show and that's over half sold out already and it, yeah it only went up last night so. I mean I, I was going to say right we love the likes of Oppenheimer we love the likes of Barbie coming to the cinemas but it's so important to support people like yourselves I don't nearly need to say it Baz if, if it's getting sell, sold out it's fantastic uh, to see that support yeah, I mean it is it is amazing and you know uh, who needs Barbie when you've got Dublin crust you yes, know? <laughs> I love it yeah just to get Irish you know bums on seats and yeah. get out there and support the independent and show you know, showed them that there is a hunger for this kind of movie, you know, and open the doors for it because um, it is tough. It is tough, really mm-hmm. tough to get there. But, you know, the fact that we, we've sold out the premiere um, for the Odeon uh, on the 13th of September, we sold out the Whale Theatre on the 14th. They want to do another night now. Um, and we sold out this premiere. It is amazing That's that great. there is a support behind it. But um, if we can just... and. The fact is with Omniplex and Odeon, if we sell enough tickets and it does well enough, they will keep rolling it out. And yeah. So that's what we need to That's what we need, need people. Yeah. We need you in there to support Irish cinema. We really do. And like you say as well, like we're all, you know, we're having the crack about this now. It's been an amazing, you know, experience obviously. But like you say, it's hard, Baz. You don't just like, oh, I'll write a movie and I'll make it. It's so difficult. Like there's such time constraints. There's huge budgeting and funding issues that we could go on and on I could create a whole show around that but yeah. it's not all just uh, games and laughs is it? Yeah, no it's really tough you know and um, it's so easy for somebody just to be like oh no I won't go see it or not like yeah. you know and like even at the moment you know we're doing about 12 to 14 hour days on the marketing and mm. you know because we're independent we have to do it and and keep it up and it's fun it's what I want to be doing and I just I just want people to see it so the hard work will pay off yeah. in the long run um, and you know the the work in post-production and, and what we had to go through and like poor Emma Ray was the editor and you know like I can't say how many hours we spent getting it to where it is but we are very proud and when you see the reaction like we had there in Hastings over the weekend it's just it, it does make it all worthwhile yeah. you know the blood sweat and tears so yeah. it really does so I know you're going to be busy on this campaign trail promoting this for a while but dare I ask you what's next do I even ask you that well yeah I mean uh, I have another script to go uh, which is a psychological horror which I was saying the last time so it's oh, completely yeah. different but um, I also have started a treatment for a movie that's similar in tone to Dublin Cross it's called Against the Odds um, it's about a, a bookie who ends up owing a lot of money to a, a gang, you know. So it's the same kind of vibe, yeah. that Irishness. So I started a treatment for that. Um, and then acting wise, um, I don't know if I can say, well, maybe I can. Uh, I just got cast in season six of Brassic. Oh um, my god, Sky amazing! TV. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So oh that, my god, that's, that's the, fantastic news! <laughs> I, I don't. My agent's probably going to kill me now, but oh, listen, you know, listen. <laughs> exclusive. Sh- yeah. A bit of an excuse with there. Oh, do you know yeah. what, Baz? I'm thrilled for you. I'm absolutely thrilled for you. And look, continued success with this. And delighted to be a small part of of the journey as well next week. But thank you, thank you so much for joining us in studio today. Thanks a million, and as always, appreciate the support. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Go out, go see it. Okay, Omniplex.ie. Okay, that's where you're going to get your details. We will let you know as well when all those ticket sales are live for the one in Scotch Hall and we'll be talking about this as well on Friday but Dublin Crust go check it out The 11 to 1 show I have music from John Legend on the way but a little bit later than usual LMFM Northeast Update 
with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy-efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yes, going back in time to on this day, 1969, the Beatles' last official group photo session was at John and Yoko's home near Ascot. And today is National Take Your Cat to the Vet Day. Now, look at there might not be anything wrong with the cat. You're just bringing them like for a checkup or whatever, right? So instead of, you know, arising with loads of like different medical bills piling up, avoid that by taking your cat to the vet to have a checkup. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. John Legend, all of me and LMFM's 11 to 1, Sinead Brazel here with you. Now, I did mention this earlier on, that a certain creator of a certain hit TV show that was on Channel 4, that we were all absolutely loving, is back in action. Yes, Derry Girls creator Lisa McGee is back with a new comedy thriller set in Northern Ireland and it's going to be screened on Channel 4. So it's an eight-part series and it's called How to Get to Heaven from Belfast. And this time, it's following a group of school friends who now lead very different lives in their 30s so they have uh, it kind of opens at um, the wake of a former classmate and uh, successful writer Saoirse mother of three Robin and Dara a full-time carer of an elderly parent find themselves embroiled in a mystery as they attempt to piece the pu- uh, piece, put the pieces of the puzzle together and uncover the truth the women will embark on an adventure will take them from their native Belfast where the pain of the past is plastered in every mural to the wilderness of rural Donegal and right across Ireland so oh look it I'm on board I love a mystery first of all throw in a comedy into the mix as well Dairy Girls creator absolute hit it's going to be I have no doubt Channel 4 says that this series will take viewers on an enthralling and hilarious journey exploring the themes of friendship memory and what happens when life doesn't turn out quite how we expect it and I love that idea you know when you kind of meet up with people you know so much longer into their lives and they're like oh what are you doing now what are you doing now and it's all this kind of thing so it's going into all of that and uh, McGee herself says I feel so incredibly lucky to be making another show for the phenomenal Channel 4 and doing it with Hat Trick Productions again the creative team behind Dairy Girls and the mighty Liz Lewis and Caroline Leddy it's just a dream I've always wanted to make a comedy thriller set in Northern Ireland and I cannot wait to share these flawed funny women with everybody now details about a cast and all that sort of stuff has to be released and I presume filming will have to start but the script is ready to go I'm excited to see it I really am now let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi, I'm Max Kane. Star of Stranger Things' David Harbour has talked about bringing his stepdaughter to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. He says that even as a Hollywood star, it was tough to get tickets. Harbour currently stars in Gran Turismo. I mean, she's a force of nature. I had, I really didn't have any idea because it's not really my, you know, my, my thing was like Madonna. Like when you're a kid, music is so... And like I saw a Madonna concert, I saw a Guns N' Roses concert, but seeing now you're, her now perform, you're now you are, yeah, you're seeing in. her perform for three and a half hours, I've never seen. She barely leaves the stage. The infamous Fire Festival is coming back. 
Fire Festival 2 is scheduled to happen on December 6, 2024. Pre-sale is already open. Miley Cyrus is releasing a continuation of her latest album, Endless Summer Vacation. To accompany this, a TV special will come out this Thursday night. Miley reacted to her final scene from Hannah Montana as part of the special. So this is from the final episode of Hannah Montana. The drama. There's always say goodbye to everyone now. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hannah's for kids. Miley's for grown-ass men in heels. That's The Buzz. I'm Max Kane. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh my God, I can't believe there's going to be a fire festival too. I saw that documentary on Netflix. It was a disaster. Here's hoping the second one could be good. I bet you, I bet you people will buy tickets because they're going to be curious about that. Anyway, that's 2024. Right now, though, find Young Cannibals in 11 to 1. Oh, the teachers drove us absolutely bonkers with this in school. I'm talking about Irish, Irish. The Mocha Neeluk. Grammar. Verbs. Oh, sure, look, we didn't like it. And no wonder we have sort of a weird relationship with our native language. But this is going to change all that, right? Because a new Irish language company, they've launched an initiative that promises to have people communicating in Irish within six weeks. Get this, without leaving the couch. I have to find out more. We're going to be joined by Eamon O'Donnell. He's Director of Education uh, in Gael Chonga. They're running this challenge. We're going to join him next. The 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore's Mercedes. A new Irish language company has launched an initiative that promises to have people communicating in Irish within six weeks without leaving the comfort of their couch for a cost of just a tenner. Yes, the Couch Decora six week challenge is the brainchild of online education organisation Gail Chonga, and it's a great way to get us reconnecting with the Irish language again. Joining me now to tell us more is Director of Education at Gail Chonga, Eamon O'Donnell. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Eamon? Yeah, I'm grand. Thank you, Sinead. Great to have you on the show. Now, you are regarded as one of the leading experts in the field of Irish language. You've taught you uh, for so many years. You've got so many books uh, about the Irish language. You're on the founding board of Radunia Gael. I could go on and on here with the CV, Eamon, but, uh, you know, was it a natural progression for you to focus your career on working within the Irish language sector? Yeah, I'm, I'm a native speaker from Donegal and um, I, I, I went to college in Maynooth and uh, after two weeks in, in the college, um, I was talked into uh, teaching Irish to four second and third years. No that was uh, in at the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> That's 42 years ago, uh, next month. And um, I've, I've been teaching Irish since then, yeah. Wow. Okay, so they, they that, yeah, that's unheard of, I'd imagine, to be roped in yourself to, to <laughs> teaching Irish. That's absolutely fantastic. So as you say, this really was a calling for you. And I know it's it's something that you're, you're really passionate about. But not only that, mm. you're passionate about making us fall in grow again with Gaelga, really, isn't that it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, this initiative really is an attempt to um, encourage people to take up the learning of Irish again. And uh, it's aimed specifically at, at those who, who studied Irish at school and maybe had a good number of years ago, but who never quite got to grips with the language, mm. who feel frustrated and annoyed 
uh, and maybe blame themselves, but um, I, I don't blame individuals. I blame the, the system of education we have. Oh, yes, yes. Like, like I was talking about this earlier on, you know, I remember for weeks uh, in like, I think fifth or sixth class, there was like just Moke and Eluk coming out of us. Like oh it was drummed into us and it was the most horrific oh, thing to learn. And you'd have the, the verbs on the board and they lashing out the verbs. And this is why maybe that a lot of us have this negative experience with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there, there are changes, thankfully, being made. There's a lot of, you know, Irish done through play with kids and things like that, which is great. But, you know, I suppose, like you say it was the system that the teachers were in that was the that was the problem absolutely so this is kind of why people have this negative relationship with it and do you find as well as as a native speaker that people will be like kind of almost half rolling the eyes at Irish I mean what's our attitude like what what do you find the Irish people uh, their attitude is like towards their own native tongue well you know in the past there has been a lot of negativity towards the language um, and that's due and mainly due to uh, the people's experience, what you mentioned there, people's mm. experience in the, in the education system. But uh, I think the attitudes are changing because maybe it's because uh, we're a multilingual society now and people appreciate uh, their own language much more. And as well as that, you know, there there is a growing interest in the language. There has been for 20 years because of uh, the internet. Yeah. Uh, Duolingo, for example, oh, yeah. uh, offers hundreds of languages and there are 6,800 languages in the world. But Irish last year was, at, I think, number 15 most wow. popular language on Duolingo. And that's, that's astonishing considering um, yes. all the, the languages that they offer. That is really astonishing and very good news as well. Now, just to, before we talk about this challenge, I want to t- chat to you about Gail Changa because you set this up a couple of years ago, a brilliant online resource offering a wide range of courses in Irish language. Is it aimed specifically for adults? Yeah, it's the same specifically at adults. That's, that's the um, sector I've worked in all my life uh, and it's where my expertise lies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's aimed at, at adults. OK, so tell us a little bit more. You've got a couple of different online classes and some of them are self-study as well as actually joining online classes. Yeah, we're, we're building up um, the... Um, uh, self-study courses. We have uh, six courses available at the moment, but that will double within the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the first time as well, uh, from the end of September, we'll be offering uh, live online classes at six levels from total beginners to advanced. So um, we're, we're gradually moving into that area as well then. Oh, that's great. And as you say, you know, there's there's people who really just didn't grasp the language in school. They are more or less complete beginners. So that's, as you say, there's courses available to them as well. But this is where this brilliant idea comes in. Tell me about the Couch to Cora six-week challenge. I love, by the way, that we can stay in our couches. You know what I mean? <laughs> Minimum effort yeah. and relaxation involved in this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's inspired by Couch to 5K, which takes a little bit more energy, <laughs> uh, which I've tried a few times in the past. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's an Irish language challenge. And as I said earlier, it's, it seeks to encourage people to take up learning Irish again. People who, who just didn't quite get the hang of it at school, who didn't quite get to grips with the language. And... Um, Learners who sign up for the challenge are given access to uh, a self-study online course mm-hmm. in Irish and they can listen to all the new sentences and all the new words in the course uh, and they can then do interactive, fun and interactive exercises as well to, uh, to test their knowledge uh, of, of the material covered in every unit. So there are six units in the online course in all and the idea is that learners cover one unit per week for a six-week period.
Okay, so just one unit per week, which is grand. That's manageable. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think between Irish and the maths as well for parents, these are the subjects that we struggle with to help, you know, our kids with homework and the stuff like that. But so a course like this, this challenge could give parents a bit of confidence when it comes out to learning or to, to supporting kids through Irish homework. Absolutely. And, and parents would be absolutely surprised um, if, if they sign up for this challenge. Uh, they'd be surprised at, at how much they know already. You know, people um, underestimate their own knowledge of the language. But, you know, they, there's a lot in there. It's just trying to get it out, really. Uh, that That's the challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that every, yeah, this this um, course, anyway, is, is, is very accessible. By the way, it's, it's totally bilingual. So everything uh, that is taught in Irish is, is translated. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very accessible and people people won't feel lost. Unlike maybe uh, their experience in, in the uh, educate, education system. Yeah, absolutely. And and do you find as well is the main aspect of the language people struggle with is that the grammar aspect of it? Yes, uh, people uh, because there's been so much focus on grammar in the education system, particularly in the past. Um, people have a hang up about grammar. Mm. Um, they, you know, where, where the focus is is on too much on grammar. Um, you know, that's that's very uh, damaging, really. Um, the, the 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 focus should be on on communication and pe- teaching people to communicate, and grammar should be picked up gradually. But in the past, in the education system, the um, the focus, the priority was given to grammar, and um, communication and and meaning were in 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 the second place. So I think uh, that that's that's part of the the reason people. Uh, struggle with the language. Absolutely. And the great thing as well about this is uh, you are running this for a ridiculously low price, Eamon. I mean, you're practically giving it away, really, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's 10 euro and it's trying to encourage people um, to get back into uh, to learning the language again without having to fork out a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, our, our hope is that if, if people um, get a taste of this and, and, and realise that it's actually um, quite fun to, to learn the language and that that will encourage them to um, maybe attend an online class with us or, or do for the study self-study yeah and that's the thing have you found as well from feedback from other people that have taken the courses that it has kind of kick-started a love of it again and that they have decided to pursue studying this in further detail yeah well um, we've we've only launched this um uh, couch to core in six weeks so it was only launched yesterday um, so we have had limited feedback so no, far. No, sorry, I mean about uh, your, your, the other courses that you have available on through Gail Chonga. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, a lot of people um, that uh, have, have uh, signed up for our courses are people who who, um, who tried to learn la- the language in the past and who, who failed. And um, yeah, the, the feedback has been very positive. They've, they found the uh, material very accessible and not, not daunting at all. Mm. Um, unlike yeah, their experience in the, in, the, in the past. Yeah, that's that's what we want. We want something that's going to be nice and accessible. And there will be a real sense of pride, I have no doubt, for people who master this, you know. Uh, absolutely, I, I really do think that. So how do people register and sign up for it? Yeah, if they go to gailchanga.com, G-A-E-L-T-E-N-G-A.com, mm-hmm. uh, then click on the orange Couch Decora button at the top of the homepage, and, and they can they can sign up there very quickly. And as, as you said, it's uh, for a ridiculously low uh, cost of €10. Euro. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Eamon, I wish you the best of luck with this. I think it's a fantastic idea and no doubt lots of people will sign up. Thank you so much for joining us today.
Thank you, Sinead, for having me. Thanks a million. Eamon O'Donnell there. Could you do it? Could you do it now? Couch to Cora. Six weeks, okay? As Eamon says there, one unit per week and you could be speaking fluent Irish, you know, as best I would imagine as you could uh, from years past. And as he says as well, you know, some of this language will just pop back into play again, stuff that we learned that we'd forgotten about. But gailchanga.com, that is the name of the website and you can find all the details there. The 11 to 1 show. Are you school ready? Niall Horan with Heaven. Now, uh, this is something you might want to take note of. It's part of the Anti-Dumping Initiative 2023 in Louth County Council. They are holding a mattress and couch disposal amnesty next week in Dundalk, RD and Drogheda. So, if you have an old mattress or a couch that you want to get rid of, Let's do it responsibly, shall we? So in Dundalk, it's going to be happening at the V&W Civic Community Centre on um, Newry Road from 9.30am to 5.30pm. That's on Wednesday, the 30th of August uh, in Drogheda. It's also happening in VW, uh, recycling there on the Mel Road from 9.30am to 530 Again, that's on the Wednesday. So it's happening in uh, Dundalk and on the uh, in Drogheda on the Wednesday. In RD, it's happening on Thursday, 31st of August from 9.30am to 2.30pm at Kieran and McGee RD Livestock Sales Yard from Goulinstown in RD. So the mattress and couch disposal costs will be covered by the council but the normal recycling centre uh, centre entry charge of €4 Euro applies in Dundalk. Mattresses must be clean and dry. There's a maximum limit of three items per vehicle. Other furniture items will not be accepted on the day. Okay, so this is a service for domestic users only. And Louth County Council say that commercial waste will not be accepted. So for further details or inquiries or anything like that, you can get in touch with them 042 932 uh, That's where you'll get them there. So 042 932 So happening next Wednesday in Dundalk and in Drogheda at the VW Centres from 9.30am to 5.30 and then in RD on Thursday from 9.30am to 2.30 at Kieran and McGee RD Livestock Sales Yard. Okay, so that's happening next week. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bortgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie A part-time minibus school bus driver is required in the Dundalk area. Flexible hours might suit a carer or a retired person. To apply you can email leemccutchen at gmail.com Sacred Heart School, Secondary School in Drogheda require a caretaker. Please apply with letter of application and CV to the Secretary of the Board of Management at appointments at sacredheart.ie up to today at 3pm. Okay, so that's the cut-off point for that one. Mr. Price Dundalk requires assistant managers for their Dundalk stores. To apply, please contact recruitment at mrprice.ie. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bortgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie There's Dido with Thank You and LMFM's 11 to 1. Some messages coming in on the website that we were talking about for the couch to Cora. It is Gail Chonga. Okay, so G-A-E-L T-E-A-N-G-A dot com. Okay, that's where you're going to find all the details on that. Just want to mention this because it's a nice little local news. Celebrations galore in Ashling Nally Dance Company because... 
five of the students were crowned with six world champion titles. That was at the World Lyrical Dance Federation finals in Dublin recently. Absolutely amazing. That's not all, as local dancers also achieved 15 top five places and 31 medals in total, along with the six trophies. So the winners were Leah Sheridan, under 16, advanced lyrical solo. Hannah Moore, she's under 10 level, one support lyrical solo. Emma Parks, she was over 16, lyrical improv. Leah Mooney and Hannah Moore were two duet titles under 10 lyrical duet and under 10 acro duet. And Leah Sheridan and Grace Martha under 16 acro duet as well. So just to let people know that the dance school will be back open again in September. They are on the lookout for new students. So it could be you being part of that uh, next uh, year. Uh, But the timetables and everything will be available on Ashling Nally Dance Company Facebook page or you can email them ashlingnallydance at gmail.com but well done to everybody involved there Kelly Clarkson Stronger What Doesn't Kill You on LMFM's 11 to 1 on the way we've got music from Picture House for you The 11 to 1 Show Picture House Heavenly Day Got, yeah, quite a number of messages on WhatsApp looking for the website for the Irish Language Corps. That's really good to see. And I'm wondering if any of you do decide to take up the course, can you keep up to date with us? Let us know how your lessons in Gaelga are going. Let me know if you do decide to sign up. 086 1800 658. Perhaps we could track your progress as the six weeks go on but delighted to see that happening there on the text now I think I've got time for one more I do here's James Brown oh he's feeling good he's out and about in late town today Jerry Kelly is taking in our coastal towns of the northeast he's going to be joining you from 1.30 that is my lot for today I'll be back tomorrow from 11 chat to you then Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app.